Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You've had a real long day. Nothing good is on the radio. So let's talk your troubles away. Just a couple of guys trying to analyze the things we do and see. Play a game or two, maybe an interview. Oh, what a place to be! It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way! What a good sign! What a good thing! It's a good day for a good time with good hang. All right, you ready? Always. I was born ready. You were born ready. We're John is just, just uh, I identify as John, but I was born ready. Okay, then we're just jumping into it as always. I identify as a man, but I was born ready. Um, let's go with that then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I realized that I, we have not done any intros to the episodes in the last two episodes. My fault for rambling. Yeah. Uh, but welcome to episode 117. Yes. All right. Of Good Hang Podcast. My name is Nathan. I am John. And um, welcome yet again to another edition of uh, Good Quarantine. Yeah. Where the weeks blend together and the days are all the same. And I can't remember what we haven't or have spoken about at this point. I think that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like also this is the episode with the most hair accessories. Yeah. The instance we've recorded. Mm-hmm. So I believe the, the, the last time we recorded, um, we had just received news about the... Le section. Yeah, Le like section. the extension yes. and like the new like... Tightening. Tightening of the measures. I was not aware that hair salons were like legit closed. Yep. Closed. <laughs> yep. For the they, last few weeks, I've been abstaining just out of like personal choice. Yeah, I was just like, I'll probably get one eventually. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, and then nope. Yeah. Lee Shen Long says nope. Yeah, I didn't get one like purely just because I was like, ah, eh, you know, I I kind of want to see what happens if I grow it longer. Oh, it's definitely a thing. Like, but it's gotten to the point where I don't like it anymore. It's uncomfortable for me. <laughs> like, my my eyes hurt. Yeah. From hair. I my my head just feels heavy. Yeah. So Nate, so you think, oh, how many hair pieces could they be wearing? Two at most? No, we have three on. I am I? <laughs> <laughs> what am I wearing right now? <laughs> oh, I'm wearing a hat. <laughs> and, and then even if even if he comes headphones, Nathan's got three on. Yeah. No, I've just been busy at work all morning, and like, um. Recently, the hair is just a bit of an out-of-control situation, so I am just constantly putting things on my head to keep yeah. it in check. Yeah, just to keep it out of your I, eyes. But right? I, I guess I just didn't keep track of that. Yeah. I, was, I was adding on. Yeah, he's got a he's got I'm a, looking a at hair. myself in the mirror now, and I'm realizing this. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it's, it's COVID. Yeah. Whatever. Um, also, if you hear snapping, that's just me taking photos because uh, to keep myself, um, as a photographer, to keep myself, you know, doing things, I'm just taking photos around the house. We'll talk about that in a second, man. I don't like we'll shooting, t- shooting people, people, so, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But, but yeah. like, it, it's it's just so annoying because now that the choice of a haircut has been taken away from me, 
Like want, you immediately want one. I want one so bad. <laughs> it's just, I think that's just very typical of just human nature. It is, right? And I feel gross for it, but it's like you're, you're taking the ball away from the baby and saying, I want my ball. This is the longest my hair has ever been. And I'm wearing a, one of those metal hair bands. Mm. I got it off Carousel for $2.50. Shout out to carousel i guess that was fast i've just been like makeshifting things <laughs> yeah i mean you have stuff like i'd never you know my hair is never this long so like i stole this from my sister i hope she's done. not listening <laughs> like i was wearing hair, hair, hats for a while but like mm-hmm. my brim was just getting in the way right like i was just bunking rachel and i was right. like trying, i would wear it backwards and i'd lean back and be like ow beanies man that's too warm beanies bruh i got, or, or I like got beanies swim caps <laughs> i do not have swim caps <laughs> uh, what i do have i have two survivor style buffs which i wear when i cycle what the buffs like you know it's like the, the thing that i wear around my head when i cycle like a bandana it's like it's like a bandana but it's like one it, there's like no stitching and it's like a nice fabric and it's a circle i should really start taking up photography because you guys should see what john wears when he cycles like <laughs> that was a real a, roundabout way to diss my cycling it's, gear. It's, it's a pity. It's a pity that I'm not like taking photos of the other. Like, there's, there's no one to take photos of you. That's what I'm saying. I hear you. John wears a ridiculous outfit. I just like her, baby. It's it's a very um, practical and useful outfit. I'm sure it, it has ev- much functionality. Every little bit of a cycling. Okay. I'm I look sure. like, like I like look a like a car. standard cyclist. Yeah, it's like a right? race car. And to be fair, we look fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but and then every little bit has like uh, there's a point to it. Like, I'm sure the main weird thing is the cycling tights, which um, are called yeah. bib shorts. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're weirder than you think because yeah, okay, maybe you see someone and it's like oh they're skin tight, but when you dig into it a little bit, not only are the the shorts are skin tight, they also have padding on the inside to protect your groin from this saddle i'm trying to bike. think like what's the best way to describe how you look on that it looks like a wrestling bicycle. yeah you look yeah. like andre the giant going like for kurt, a swim kurt angle <laughs> you look like andre, I look the giant. like andre the giant going for a swim yeah you know like, i'll take that you know andre the giant's outfit the one where it's like it's a very low yeah it's shorts <laughs> with suspenders connected to it is what bike shorts are it's suspenders so that when you're bent over no one can see your ass crack is like the point of that and then oh, on top of that see, but you see so much more though yeah 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 it's really skin tight <laughs> It's just like camel hoofing yeah. all over the place. But I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll be sure to try to sneak a photo for the oh, Instagram. Oh, get, get a tight shot soon. Yes. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's I, 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 I'm undeniably curious because in all my years of cycling, I've never owned an outfit like that. Yeah, well, you, you don't do this kind of cycling I do, to be fair. Yeah, no, not at all. But it just it makes me so curious. Like, does it just feel like you're swimming on land? No. No. Because <laughs> that's what I had imagined. Like, that would be the only reason why I would, it would be worth it. Like, if it felt, like, tr- transcendental or something. It, I, I will definitely say this. It, it feels much better when you're, like, out on the road. Because right. the main thing is to keep everything aerodynamic. Right. Which, I mean, it's not like I'm trying to, like, break the speed. But really, like, if you notice, when you go fast and your clothes are, like, billowing and they're, like, flying everywhere. I love getting that in your feeling. face. See, yeah, yeah. You could love it. So, that's that's great. I love but, like, that otherwise, feeling. But, you know, it's a cool feeling, too, is cutting through the air like a ninja. Right, right. Like a wind ninja. I can I can see that. And I can appreciate that. But, uh... And I think I look awesome. Yeah. Where, where have you been cycling about? Have you been cycling about recently? I, I have. Like, I was until the, um... Oh, wait. Pa- long... Quick pause. I need to yeah. clarify. This outfit I'm talking about... He he oh, wears yes. it at home. Oh, yeah. Like, this is not going out to cycle out. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he wears this at yeah, home, yeah, yeah. and then he cycles on a stationary bike in the living room. And that's that's just what my life is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's what we do. Yeah, because, like, I have this thing called a, a, a Wahoo Kicker, which basically is, like, 
it's effectively a treadmill for your bike. Like you remove the back wheel. Like a weird, like old racist thing. It a little bit, and they do that thing where you know this pet peeve. Like once we get out of COVID, and I start doing stand up, my my opening bit is going to be the how much I hate when brands misspell stuff because they're cool. No, it's a Wahoo kicker without that set without the e. It's like kicker. Oh right, so cool. like how they name apps. Yeah, just take out all dumb. the vowels. TikTok. Yeah. Well, they're seizing that guys they're yeah. seizing that word yeah anyway um so you remove the back wheel of a bike and you hook up the chain to this thing and it acts like a treadmill like gives you resistance mm-hmm. and that's and then i connect it to my computer which has like an app which is like a video game where it simulates the road experience like right. it'll get harder if you're going up a hill it'll get easier if you're going down a hill blah blah, it's blah. the future of two-wheel transport at up to 12 years but the thing is is that i'm still on my bike so i still need the the padding because yeah, yeah. it's just not comfortable without but but it. you've been cycling outside as well like have you i been? have been up until up until the uh the tightening of the rules i've been i went i went all the way to the airport wait so well, from our do the tightening of the rules not allow for leisurely cycles okay, so what it is is that you are only allowed you're suggested and the singapore cycling federation backs this up it's like you're only supposed to like exercise your cycle within your neighborhood right so i put oh. air quotes so like what's my neighborhood like before i was like i said i cycled to the airport and back and we right. lived like near the middle of singapore just yeah, to keep yeah, it mysterious yeah. um yeah so i was doing really long rides but now i'm like i can only ride in my neighborhood what the hell right right yeah, like a friend of our mutual friend of ours, Irwin. He lives in. Uh, I'll, I'll put him on blast. He lives in Potambasir. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in Potambasir, and I, I was looking at his Strava, like the the social app thing yeah. for or for runners and cyclists, and uh-huh. he just went around his block twenty one <laughs> times. <laughs> like it's just like a thick ass red circle, just like. Mm. Oh god! So I'm not doing that. I just hooked it up inside. I've been riding indoors. I've been cycling in. I would put very large air quotes around. The this neighborhood. Er- this yeah, neighborhood. The area. The area. At large. Yeah. Like, I've, I haven't cycled like a 20 minute. I haven't cycled more than 20 minute radius around this yes. area. So, like, if I, if, if I were to, you know, hypothetically get caught to where I've been cycling to, yeah. it would take me like 15 minutes to get back home. So, yeah. I think that's still, that's, you know. It's kosher. Nah, yeah. That still feels area ish, right? But I've been cycling around the CBD just. For kicks, like daytime or nighttime, when are both, going? both. It's because you can, right? Because it's like so yeah, empty. Yeah, because that must I, be so ne- I, I never cycle there because it's like always a traffic nightmare over there. Yeah, and recently I've just been going for like little little like joy rides around. Mm when I just need some fresh air. It, it is really funny that I've discovered how different our styles of cycling are. <laughs> like I'm like full on kit, like a, like a, like a 50 year old dentist. Yeah. And Nathan's just like a kid, like just like, woo, just going around. Cause that's like, that's where I started. That's where cycling. you started for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's, it, it was never like a thing. Yeah. Also, by the way, both on my bikes. Yeah. It's yeah. My bike's broken. It's fine. I'll sell you my bike probably <laughs> eventually. But, um, uh, yeah, man, like, I mean, I'm kind of afraid to like post videos of me like just cycling about, you know, yeah. because it's technically pe- illegal. Well, I mean, I was, again, I'm still in my neighborhood, but even if I post a picture of me wearing a mask, like 50 people are going to say I'm wearing it wrongly. So I'm just not, you know, yeah. you want to keep that side a secret until I say it on this I podcast. I mean, I have heard like two or three articles about the death of social, about the death of influencers. Oh yeah. That's so, fascinating. So right on track there. That is fucking fascinating. Like the death of like celebrity and, well, it's, it's most likely not going to die, die, but for now, no one gives a shit. Yeah, no one, I mean, especially if travel. I yeah. mean, do you double you combine that with the fact that the travel influencers can't travel? Yeah, but really, like, truly, no one gives a shit. Like, yeah. that's one of the most beautiful parts about this pandemic. And we're jumping subjects very suddenly right now. But that's like, how we do. It's um, I think one of the most beautiful parts about this whole coronavirus is that it is t- 
tearing down the illusion of value that we place on a lot of things. Mm. For example, like you just mentioned influencers, like people that get paid ridiculous amounts of money for not that much work, but because they can provide numbers and blah, blah, blah. They, you know, they can afford this lifestyle and do this, right? And it's a totally viable job and you can't really knock on it. But then conversely, you have people that work in supermarkets, people that uh, work in hospitals, nurses, frontline workers, workers, delivery people, people that um, some of them don't get paid that much. Some of them are not even entitled to a minimum wage. Some of them are, you know, it's just people that generally are seen as having drawn the short end of the stick. But when the world goes to shit and important things need to function, these are the people that are still out there. Yeah. These are the people whose value we are now reevaluating as a yeah. society. And like, there's a lot of people out there talking about, you know, establish a minimum wage or like, you know, pay them more or like, after all this is done, give them a long ass break as well or yeah. something like that, you know? Um, but that's what I find so like, again, tragic, blah, blah, blah. But like, interesting definitely about this development like every illusion of value that we have is really just like stripped and like we're we're having to see the world as it is it's like you know how they're like when you build a system whatever that may be like you're a computer engineer whatever you have to test it yeah like this is the ultimate test of like human society as a system right and we're seeing what's working and what's not working yeah like yeah so far trump not working as somebody who like you know I mean, I guess some people will call me an influencer, so I will own it, I guess. Sure. Um, But yeah, like, I really don't know what I can say or do, really, other than just, like, business as usual and, like, keep shit silly. But you're doing it. You're you're making music. You know what I mean? You're not, like... Yeah, it's more so, like, um, getting involved in campaigns and all these kinds of things. Yeah, that's the good stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening out there, a lot of work, a lot of money being thrown around, and I've not really taken, like that many or i haven't really i don't know only offered stuff like that yeah i have it's just that they all seem so same-ish and they don't really seem like it it really just seems more of like an opportune cash grab i'm sorry if this is (laughs) losing me jobs right now but it always just seems more like an opportune cash grab than like an actual like want and desire to like help um so of course the ones that you sense there is a genuine heart you do help out but there are definitely ones out there that it's like okay people just want to keep working right now and like yeah. get their numbers moving which is interesting because that's the thing too right i mean like that's in a weird way that's we're talking about a little slice of the economy like this the economy is growing yeah like if if people don't work then fuck like as meaning as seemingly meaningless as these jobs are they're still the jobs you know they're still what keeps society going yeah it's just strange so, because fuck. like our jobs would be like you can't really place a value on them per se. Well, it's that's very, a cool. I was just thinking about that, right? When yeah. you were talking about frontline workers, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess we were really backline workers. But then I'm like, are we? Are we really? I think it's just a, what's cool about working in the arts is that it's malleable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you are scrapping to, to put together some cash, and sometimes you take stupid jobs. But sometimes your jobs are incredibly meaningful. Yeah, for sure. And touching people, you know, so that's that's cool. So in times like this, it's it's good to focus on, yeah, bringing people together and, and providing them comfort and, and letting them process things it's more just like tricky to like find out that line of like 
how, how can I help? Where where can I be useful? Because of course everyone wants to be useful during this period of time. Yeah. Like I feel like it would be insensitive to just like business as usual and like hey check out my new song hey watch this shit hey look at this like buy my new shit like yeah Ben this <laughs> no no what, there's no? just no who are talking about? Who are talking about? yeah just in general it's okay. like a weird time to do any of that stuff right okay, and of course everyone wants to like contribute and be useful mm. but at the same time they also want to stay relevant and it's just like a weird dance like it's really weird i've a part of me has kind of like taken like a, a like taken a foot off the pedal a little bit on like being relevant is not important right now like it's it's I mean, the only thing that is relevant is yeah. is corona <laughs> yeah that's why our last five episodes <laughs> have been featured i've been focused on it almost exclusively well but that's life baby it is, life. and we we did speak about how it is becoming normal. Yeah, um, the well, new normal. That's what I called last episode. Yeah, yeah. But just as uh, we're saying that, I forgot to wear a mask out of the house like twice this week. You fool! <laughs> what happened? No, nothing. I just had to turn back. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I would reach my de- like my, the grocery store and be like, God damn it! <laughs> oh, that sucks. I make it to the guardhouse and they're like, John, your mask. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he's looking out for you. Yeah, he's my boy. Sammy's my boy. Nice. Like I will get to like the 7-Eleven and, and right as I'm reaching for the door I'm like wait <laughs> oh that's a big bummer dang it dang it to heck and yeah um, but I'm phasing in and out again like it's 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 I feel like it's it comes and goes the feeling of normalcy the feeling of everything's like this now and then suddenly it's like oh my god it's so weird uh-huh. it just it's been hitting me in waves I think because I've been like um, being uh, uh, I've been very reclusive in just like work and just watching shit in general. Sure. So like, I think parts of my brain just forget that like that stuff is happening. Yeah, so like you're just getting used to it. Parts of my brain will like sink into like the old routine yeah. of like how things used to be. Just kind of like okay, just like work, 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 binge watch a bunch of shit, work, 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 go to sleep, wake up, repeat, and then I'll just forget that like the world is crashing and burning outside. <laughs> That's the thing, right? I think because keeping what helps me not. I mean, not that it's a good or bad thing, but what helps me from like getting into that is that I just check news all the time. Yeah, see, that's I the like thing. being informed. That's so, like, the thing. some people might find that depressing. Yeah, but I, the... I don't find it depressing. I'm just like I, I, I'm at odds of it. Some like, of course, it's important to stay informed, mm-hmm. but yeah, of course, it does have a negative effect on your psyche. I think that's exactly what it was. The last three or four days did not really check the news. Yeah. <laughs> I did not really check the news. I checked it this morning and wow, I am I feel so awake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so awake to the world around me right now because I like the last 4 days I've just been like outside of work, I've just been binge watching. I've been binge watching Community uh-huh. and Better Call the best, Saul. The best. You haven't seen Better Call Saul. Oh, I, I hear I hear enough it, from it, you to but, know that it's the best. But it is the best. <laughs> um, but I just binge watched and lived in Greendale and and Albuquerque, Albuquerque. <laughs> for like four days. So when I came out of it, like it's like, oh, what is like? Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna go like grab some some stuff at the grocery store, and I just completely forget that there's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I caught up with the news this morning. And uh, I, I found out about the whole injecting disinfectant. Oh my god! Or, have, or you, have you legit not known about that until this morning? Disinfectant. Okay, I heard tell of it. Okay, I feel like I've cracked a joke about it to you. I heard tell of it 
I thought it was exaggeration. Oh, no. I thought it was a joke. You saw the original video with Trump at the podium? My God. <laughs> like, I hear about uh, light? Dude, no. Because I, I, I heard about it, like, in passing and in, like, little memes here and there. And I thought that, you know, maybe so it took was... Took it out of context or... Yeah, I really thought it, it was... A little bit. I really thought it was, like, a Tide Pod situation where it was just stupid people being stupid, but, like, not involving, like, the authorities, not involving the government. But, no, this was him... <laughs> directly saying that like this is a thing that they should do and try in yeah. order to get it out of your was lungs he ta- okay here's the thing was he talking about lysol i, I don't know like, if I he was talking like, about brands specifically okay, but he was talking about him, disinfectants yeah, yeah but he if was I'm gonna, talking if I'm about give house him, disinfectants like, it was he okay, okay if i'm gonna give him a little bit of doubt okay here's what i think okay actually no here's what i think happened like he was just like in his he was watching fox news and he could hear people talking about like melania was like oh i gotta make sure i disinfect this to kill the virus you know it's great that louis can kill the virus disinfect he's like oh i think that's that's where he got it from it's like i hear you can disinfect no that's exactly what happened did you see the whole thing i think so so somebody spoke about how house disinfectants can kill the virus effectively this is before his legendary words yeah 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 okay. like this is in the same press conference he mentioned uh, something about how house disinfectants you can use them uh, to clean your surfaces to clean your surfaces make sure you clean them because it kills the virus very effectively yeah he then takes this to like a crazy degree and but completely and, and, logical and, and to him it's like oh completely logical to him the virus. to be fair to him i believe he's positing thoughts he's just kind of like verbally ping-ponging within himself except he's doing it in front of microphones and cameras and a lot of yes. people um, so even if he didn't truly believe in what he was saying and he was just kind of ping-ponging thoughts in his own brain, that's not how you fucking do it, bro. He's still the president. But even then he's like, <laughs> but like how dumb is that? that he's like, oh, wait a minute. We can kill virus with Lysol. <laughs> Therefore, ergo, vis-a-vis. And then and virus <laughs> is in our body. So, oh so. God. I have an idea. Surely no one's <laughs> thought about this. Let me let me bring it up. I mean, he. I love the part where he's like, "Metal doctors, medical doctors have to look into it." But I'm yeah. like, who knows? Maybe light. Yeah, yeah. Maybe disinfectant. Oh god. Um, uh, Welcome back to the real world, brother. I really think he is uh, losing grip on reality more so than usual, uh, yeah. and I really hope we see some kind of public meltdown in the next few weeks. I really, really, I'm crossing my fingers, and I hope we see like an undeniable public meltdown where he either says something like disgustingly racist or like offensive or dumb like because i feel like the envelope has been pushed like to a different dimension at this point as to what you can and can't say in a public forum as an authority figure and i just hope that there's a tipping point where he just he 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 completely just you know that scene in the movie where they go crazy and everyone's silent and watching him you know and then the whole press room is just silent and he's just like heavy breathing and he realizes that he's gone too far i hope he has that moment in the next few weeks i don't think he has the self-awareness to have that moment (laughs) because dude like after the whole thing right after this whole fiasco of him recommending that people try putting disinfectants in their bodies yeah he goes on to say that he was asking these questions sarcastically sarcastically sarcastically, sarcastically. what does it even mean and then he's cracking a joke <laughs> so so that's a very like textbook example of someone like it's gaslighting gaslighting trying to like perpetuate a lie yeah so much so that like he believes it this goes on later like less than 24 hours later he tweets some bullshit about like how fake news and how they don't get mm. the nobel prizes mm. except he's yeah you journalists don't get nobel prizes <laughs> but he said something about how like these like these guys they don't have nobel prizes because blah, 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 they're all fake news 
He spells Nobel as N-O-B-L-E, Nobel. Yeah, like Nobel. For several tweets. People call him out on this. Several minutes later, he tweets saying, of course I meant Nobel prizes, not Nobel. Nobel as in, then he describes Nobel. <laughs> like being a noble person. And then he ends it with saying, wow, I guess some people really don't get sarcasm. And then it's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's not so much the stupidity that, that kills me. It's more so like the inability to, to like admit yep. an error, a mistake throughout this entire process, from the tiny ones to the large ones, from the large ones of ignoring to tell the country or telling them the wrong things yeah. and perpetuating lies for almost a full month. Like, I wonder if he's ever once owned up to something. Probably not. Jesus Christ. The man eats steak with ketchup, man. <laughs> like, I can't really expect. <sighs> it's yeah so like i watched the news today and and now the world is 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 just a shade darker <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go back to greendale after this community so good yeah rachel's watching it for the first time i forgot how good it was to be honest it's excellent it's one it, of the, it it's, few shows i haven't binged actually it ages so well yeah, 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 yeah there's so many things in there that are just like timelessly written like just yesterday we were watching a random episode and i was like hey hillary versus trump yeah like but except that was filmed like J- five Jeff years Annie before running for president. Yeah, exactly. Except that was filmed like five years before. And it really goes to show like how timeless things are or how cyclical like life is both. I mean, but even then I think, I mean, to get a little uh, inside baseball here, I feel what makes community so timeless is just Dev- Dan Harmon's love of the story circle and like yeah. the hero's journey and all that shit. Yeah. 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 The 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 comedy is rooted in like character decisions, not like yeah. not not um like trends, just not just or silly or, yeah, or what's on hot Twitter. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not two broke girls. It's not. Which yeah. oh god. Yeah, um, I I I have been thoroughly binging that. I've just been jumping around seasons. Yeah. So in case you 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 are unaware, Community recently released on Netflix, um, which is probably all the hope in the world for a movie uh, because they were just tossed around a bunch and then Yahoo got, got them and then they were in limbo for a while, but they're finally on Netflix. So if you've never watched community, if you enjoy this podcast, chances are you would have, you, you would fucking love it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because it's just, it's the best show <laughs> and it's, it's definitely up there. It's classic. It's definitely up there. In terms uh, of like sitcoms, it, to me it's the best. Sitcom. I, th- I think it's on, okay. The Mount Rushmore of sitcoms. What do you think? My Mount Rushmore sitcoms, Community, Parks and Rec. Yep, agreed, agreed. I know by right, Friends it, has to be there. I guess, yeah, Friends. Like, I, I'm not talking about your four favorite. I'm just talking about like the four. Oh, the consensus. Yeah. Oh, then that's hard to say. But then Some again, people think the, Brooklyn Nine Nine should be up there. I don't Teddy think Roosevelt's so. on the fucking Mount Rushmore. So that's because yeah. he was president during the time. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> like, how shitty would it be if like they didn't include him, but they included like the guy before him or something? Or how shitty if they just did it now? <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, Trump. Great. Man. Um, yeah. <laughs> Parks and Rec. Community. Parks and Rec, community, um, friends. I, I would guess. put scrubs up there. I but you're but this is now your personal form. Yeah, it's my personal. Yeah. It's my Mount Rushmore. Because if it's like not, if it's like the world, then it would be like Friends, Seinfeld, uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. For me, it's Community. What did I just say? Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. The Arrested Development season one to four. 
Huh? Does that okay. count? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and then, ooh, man, tough. Yeah, three are easy. Four is the heart. Um, I swear this is not me trying to be like, ooh, obscure pool ooh, or so whatever. Obscure, yeah. No, but this is just me genuinely loving a show. Uh, 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 Party Down. Oh, Party Down, yeah. Party, Party Down's pretty great. Down. Party da- I, I loved Party Down mainly because when I watch Party Down, it makes like the possibility of making a well-written show, mm. a well-structured show, tiny budget it seems it seems so much more possible when mm-hmm. you watch that show it's a t- yeah you're right tiny fucking budget i don't think every time every episode they pretty much just film it like in a house yeah there's no crazy locations very little crazy special effects it's really just effective storytelling and like really good character work and it i think it only lasted two seasons or something yeah but i love that show so much like i i i, I think the common thread through most of these shows is that it's it tends to be like shows about broken people coming together and becoming less broken like with the exception of parks and rec i guess that one is more just like oh funny people yeah yeah good place has to be up there too actually for me good place i honestly didn't like the second last season i don't know what why Mm. but the second last season i could have sworn that like behind the scenes all the writers changed or something i'm not sure what happened i don't think it happened because have you have you well, first of all have you finished it yeah yeah ending is and, excellent but then I binged it and yeah. it's, it feels super consistent all the way through oh really it feels very very consistent mm. actually in fact I feel like my Mount Rushmore sitcom is just Dan Harmon and Michael Schur Michael Schur <laughs> like I get, you can make an argument that it's Community Rick and Morty Parks and Rec Good Place right. I can live with that right, if you can right, count right. Rick and Morty as a sitcom sort of I guess yeah like um, with Good Place I, I watched it season to season but for some reason, I don't know why. The second last season, the the delivery felt off. The jokes felt less like interesting. The I'm pacing. Think of what just happened that season? Is that the one where they go to the bad? Pl- uh, I don't remember. I can't remember either. But it 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 just felt. That's when they're on Earth again. Right? Strange. Yeah. It, it just felt like a strange season. And I remember just thinking, like, I really hope this doesn't carry through. And then the, the, the last season was fantastic. Incredibly satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The best finale since I don't know when Scrubs maybe yeah the actual finale season 8 yeah 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 but I feel like like especially now when there's like so much time to watch new shit mm. sitcoms are like the easiest thing to just kind of pick up without feeling too guilty because I'm not gonna lie I definitely felt a certain way after we binged all of Too Hot to Handle in two days yeah I felt a little dirty yeah I felt very dirty but when I I feel like when I binge like three episodes of Community and then I look at the time it's like oh it's only been like an hour and some change yeah but it, it still feels like there's substance and like because you, you were just back told up, you know three I mean? stories yeah it's great you were told three stories in a very effective amount of time so I love that sitcoms have this like bite-sized quality to yeah, them yeah I totally agree um, but speaking of that, Nathan, um, someone on our Instagram is asking us for recommendations. I feel like we just gave 20. <laughs> Should we play theme music for, no, no. Should we? What's we, the recommendations theme music? No, it, no, it's, 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 we read your shit. Oh, right. Sure. Ah, yeah. <laughs> okay. But this is not about sitcoms though. So this is from, uh, Oh wait, hold on. I have my, I have my guitar right here. Why don't oh, we just do it this live? Is just, this is just how we do it in COVID times. Apparently. How does, how does we read your shit go? Um, I don't think there's a lot. It's just, we read your shit. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't remember Nathan does all the music and the editing. Listen to us talk all day. Oh yeah. You got things you wanna say. All you need to do. I fucked it up. I've been taking sing lessons, I thought I could do it. 
Um, I'm, you try. I'm scared now. One, two, three, and listen to us talk all day. You got things you want to say. All you do is ask because we read your shit. Yeah. yeah, see, I relaxed a little bit and I just, I didn't try to harm, like, I have this weird place where, like, I'm just gonna try to harmonize. I don't know how to harmonize. <laughs> I can do the melody. I can do the melody yeah. pretty consistently. Yeah. Just, if you, just now, if you tried it. to harmonize what I was doing the melody, all of a sudden I'd be like, ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be too up in your head about singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to leave your body and you just let it, let the sound occur. I've noticed that in my singing lessons, but anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, about singing lessons. Yeah. Sorry for, just a small little sidetrack here. Yeah. Like, do you find yourself like at the end of singing lessons like wanting to pass the fuck out? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, just from like, is it from like, like why? Why is that the case? Because you're breathing extremely consciously. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because I thought it was like, a, a lot of it is like also mental. Like, because like, it's because well, you're focusing on like yes. muscular activity and yeah. repetition. Well, not just that. It's because me specifically, because I have so little musical background, right. like where we've been talking about theory and I don't understand keys. Right. And then my teacher will be like, all right, we're going to keep it very simple. Like you see, this is with the key of A major. And then before I know it, we're like, now three pentatonic steels higher. Blah, blah, blah. Just make a band. Yeah. yeah I'm like, I'm like <laughs> that seems a little bit too like, that's too much shop talk for a layman. <laughs> exactly. But like, um, but yeah, like the actual like muscularity yeah. of like breathing and like not breathing so well and like trying so hard yeah afterwards I'm like I'm tired <laughs> every time I've gone to a singing lesson at the end of it like I've, I like like I've legit just fallen asleep at some singing lessons <laughs> while the while like I'm drilling that's funny because I just like get lightheaded and I'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway uh, oh before I forget I can't remember so, during our hiatus Nathan uh, someone asked me a question somewhere I couldn't find it though was they were asking me I don't, I forget, I'm sorry I forgot who this is but uh, give us a shout out on the next Instagram post um they were asking, what is that website you used to use when you're – it's like a feed of like interesting YouTube links that you can just scroll on. There's a website that – Oh, hedonistica.com. Hedonistica.com. Yeah. Uh, thank you, listener, if you're still listening. There it is, <laughs> five months later or something. It's essentially like – I mean, honestly, we've read it now. Who the hell needs these sites? It's a very yeah, yeah, yeah. old school type of site. You know, remember those – It's very those, clean. Remember those websites where, like, they would put up articles and, like, things and all that? And yeah. now they're all dead now because it's just Reddit. Yeah. Um, but now it's just YouTube. Like, if you watch enough YouTube, it just does that much, for you. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. But, yeah, this one, um, it, it's the, – the tagline of hedonistica.com is tomorrow's videos today. Today. Yeah. But – to, to their credit, to their credit, they find some really obscure, interesting shit mm-hmm. in there. So, like, I, I would, I, and they somehow have keep it uh, kept it updated, even though all the other websites and under their umbrella have shut down since, right. like, two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Okay, we're right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, so yeah, to, to, so that we read your shit. Um, if you guys uh, want to talk to us, the main way to do it now is just through Instagram. Uh, uh, I think we're okay to say this now. We've been pretty consistent for the past four weeks, not only in posting episodes, but also posting photos on Instagram, yeah. which is a nice way to communicate with us. So if you would like to do that, please do that. Follow us at Good Hang Podcast on uh-huh. Instagrams. Anyway, uh, there, we have a new new listener, Nathan. Uh, his name is, uh, their name is Ying Honger. Ying Hong, Ying, Ying. I'm going to say Ying for short. Okay. Uh, they started listening to our podcast recently. They keep me company while I put my son to bed. Aw. Which sometimes can take up an hour. I am kids. worried. Yeah, listen. To I, I'm, f- I'm worried anytime people state that this show children. has been around children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not not because we're bad influences, but you know, 
Well, let's just give him some Hello, baby. Go to sleep, you fucker. Go to sleep, you little fuck face. You're so cute, you fucker. Okay, good. Anyway, that's for your child. And that's when listener gone. There you go. Uh, they've listened to the first nine episodes and thought uh, the most recent three on COVID. So they started at the beginning, but they're also listening to the tail end, which I think is a very weird experience. <laughs> I'm very curious about like that. Um, they got to an episode towards the very beginning where we talked about uh, – where we did favorite things and one of the favorite things, favorite things, favorite things. I still miss that segment, by the way. <laughs> Can you imagine if we kept that and we had 127 things we had to think about? Oh, God. So if, for those of you who are recent listeners or who just don't remember because this is four years ago, we used to have a segment called favorite things where like the most random things and we would just talk about what's our favorite thing because we were like being random. The very first one we did was soup. Was that what that segment was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we'd be like, what's your favorite uh, – I don't know. We had weird things. Like like by now, we'd be like, what's your favorite handheld tool? Mine's a Phillips head screwdriver. All right. Let's play one right now. What's your okay. favorite uh, ice cream flavor? I think we did that. Did we? Yeah. Mine's pistachio and yours is uh, – It's probably still mint chip. Yeah. We definitely <laughs> talked about that. And I'm like, oh, they're both green. <sighs> okay. Uh, but see, that's – okay. Let's 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 do one that would be the, would be similar – like if we had kept going because we had it easy. Like soup, ice cream, stuff like that. Food is easy, right? Okay. Uh, Nathan, what's your favorite uh, – what's your favorite shape? What's my favorite shape? I love a good circle. A circle? Yeah. Like a perfect circle? I mean ideally. <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. If it's not a perfect circle, is it a circle to you? Um, it's an attempt, but is it then like, is it, wouldn't then be like an oval? Anything sort of a perfect circle is it? Okay. What if it's like a teardrop shape? Is that technically an oval? No, I, yeah, I think so. Uh, what is an oval? What is the definition okay. of an oval? So a circle is a shape with no angles, right? Okay. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's my definition of what a circle. Wait, is this a rectangular, a uh, rectangle square situation? No, I'm just like your your explanation sounds right. I've just never heard a circle described yeah, with that the, definition mathematically. before. Mathematically, a circle is a object of no angles. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so it's like an, an ellipse. I think I'm not sure. Hmm. Hey Siri, what's the difference <laughs> between a circle and an oval? Let's see what she says. An oval is just an oblong circle. No. You dummy. <laughs> Siri has gotten dumber over the years. Like, she used to answer our questions straightforwardly and just tell lazy. us things. But now she just, like, gives us websites. Yeah. She's basically Google voice search. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'll get back to that later. You've changed, Siri. Yeah, never changed, Siri. But yeah, I, 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 I'm under the assumption that an oval is a circle that's not a perfect circle. That's not true, though, because that means... Okay, what are orbits? <laughs> I I don't orbits are ellipses, ellipses. Uh, uh, I I think this is why we canceled the segment. <laughs> no, this is why we should bring it back. That's what I think. That's what I, that's what I think. Um, I don't know what the definition of an oval or a circle is. It's like porn. You know it when you see it. Sure. Yeah, it's 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 hard to like pin it down, right? Um, but I would say my favorite shape is a circle, only because. Um, I find it to be a very satisfying shape. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I've been looking at circular tattoo shapes, uh, circular tattoo designs for my next one. Um, mine, I, I like parallelograms, but not because of the shape, because I like saying parallelogram. Mm. Do you like spelling it? Are the two no. L's in the front or the back? Uh, it's weird as like, I can't spell parallel either, so it doesn't really help. Or are there four L's in parallel? If you're from China, they're all L's. Think about that. Parallelograms. 
I think I think the, I think the stereotype of Chinese people is the R's. Pararograms. Right? They're all R's. Yeah, you're right. Uh, get up. Oh, look at that nice pararogram. I'm going to post it to my Instagram. Um, I think we've mentioned this before, but the reason why the L's and R's get confused is not because of, of oh, speech. Oh, have we talked about this before? I think so, but it's not about it's not because of a speech impediment, and this is specifically for Japanese people. Like when people do the whole like Japanese like uh, stereotypical accent, they're like, "Oh, right, uh, <laughs> yes, parallelogram." <they> <laughs> but it's not because they can't pronounce L's. It's uh, apparently, and this is according to some things that I've seen from Japanese people, mm. L's and R's are indiscernible and interchangeable in the Japanese language. So that's why, like, in in how they understand language, it's the same for English. Like, they, even though, like, maybe they understand that it's not the same, right? But muscle memory dictates that they can't oh, control yeah. it sometimes. That's, that's so interesting. I'm trying to think of the phon- the phonetic way that, like, because they can pronounce L's and R's perfectly. They can pronounce L's and R's perfectly in any other context. It's just that when you put it in the in the English context. Um, but they're it, not. But that's the thing is they're not looking at it. Like they're not. If they're reading it aloud, that's. One I think thing. it's just one of those things where you can't understand it when English is your first language because yeah. we perceive these letters as their own unique things. Oh, that's some sci-fi shit, bro. Yeah, it's like you can't see those. It's some it, arrival shit. You know? Yeah, those Mayans couldn't see the ships because they'd never seen ships. Yeah, yeah, sure. You ever heard about that? Nope. No idea what you're talking about. There's a theory that, like, but it is, I think, I think they mentioned it in Arrival. No, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's the idea that, like, it's, it's bullshit, apparently. But, like, the idea that, like, when Spanish ships sailed to the New World, the Aztecs or the Mines or the Incans, whatever the fuck, they couldn't, they couldn't, literally couldn't see the shits because they had no idea what it was. Mm. I think that's, like, the idea I right. think it's an idea that proves something rather than being a real thing because they fucking saw them. That's been disproved. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm trying to think though. But yeah, but like I said, phonetically, how are L's and R's the same? There's L, R, L, R. Okay, because like, if okay, very super basic intro to phonetics, which is like the study of like sounds and languages, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there's some letters that are the same, but like there's a slight difference. Like T and D are the same. Yeah. Like they're just voiceless and voiceless. Uh-huh. Um, anyway. That's way inside baseball. <laughs> anyway, so as I was saying, uh, Ying Hong. <laughs> I was just giving a point of reference to like, you know, the racist Japanese accent has more to it than you think. Yeah. Gosh. Uh, anyway, they got to the point. Uh, uh, favorite thing. Just wondering if you guys have any. Uh, <laughs> how do you get there? Especially when you guys still had favorite things and check this out segments. I'll check this out. There we go. Just wondering if you guys had any book recommendations as I think we will have more time to read during Circuit Breaker. I love Ready Player One, and I'm so glad I got to know the book through your podcast. Stay safe and take care. Yeah, that's their question. They asked me if I had any books, which nice. is pretty cool because, like, if I think back, I think it's around episode 34, mm-hmm. so Ying Hong, you'll get there eventually, where we talk about The Martian, and we even had a special podcast just devoted to yeah, The Martian. Yeah, like, on back, the feed. Back when, back when books were in fashion. <laughs> well, I mean, we say that, but I, since Circuit Breaker started, I think I've read one, two, three books. That's great for you, Four, man. maybe. Like, I have not been doing that at all mm. I have not read a book in a while and like I really should because I'm realizing something over the last few weeks even though I'm like fairly productive and getting a decent amount done right I'm just it's kind of unhealthy because I'm I'm realizing that I'm just going from screen to screen to screen to screen to mm. screen and I've got a, a good stack of books right there that I have not finished that I should 
probably sure, get sure. to and it would probably afford my mind a nice break as well yeah. because it's pretty much like screen for work okay now i want leisure i want more screen play a game or watch movie. i mean if anything your eyes might you might your eyes might give out <laughs> yeah it's 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 more of just like it, i can't imagine that it's very healthy that mm. like the life that i'm living right now in this circuit breaker quarantine lockdown whatever fuck it's just going from screen to screen to screen to screen to screen. Well, I mean, and, how how are you with audiobooks? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, I I I I enjoy. I don't mind. It. I can't yeah. say I enjoy. I don't mind it, but I have to admit that I just love the romanticism of like physical a, a physical book. Yeah, I've tried ebooks before. Not quite my jam, unless it's like a fucking thick. thick if it's a thick book that like I am invested in, I and I don't want to carry around, yes, ebook's great. But um, yeah, I need I need to read more. the 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 book that I am I am courting at the moment is um, "How Music Works" by David Byrne. Ah, yes. that's funny because like a lot of the books I've read, I've been about improv, so like I'm just mm. delving deeper into the craft and stuff. I'm and just I'm just books. like circling this book. I haven't opened it yet. I'm just like kind of like when 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 shall we commence? Yeah. Yeah, you're just teasing her exactly, and and I think um, thanks to you know th- that little nudge, I'm gonna start reading some books, and if they're good, I'll recommend them. If yeah. they're not, I would have wasted a week. Brilliant. <laughs> I have a couple to recommend. Yeah. So I bring up. Uh, so I personally, I love ebooks, but I specifically I like reading on my Kindle. Mm-hmm. Like reading on your Kindle versus reading on a phone or iPad is a completely different ballgame. Oh me. yeah, yeah. The yeah. Kindle has like the whole. Paperless paper situation. Yeah. It looks great. And you're right. It's like very light. So that yeah. helps. Um, I've reread a couple books. I've The thing with me is that when it comes to audiobooks, I like it when it's nonfiction. If it's fiction, it has to be something I've read before. Mm. If it's a new fiction, I very much struggle. Yeah. But if I, it's I, I, revisiting an old book, I very much enjoy it. So that's what right. I've been doing. So the book, two books to recommend. Uh, the Martian, when you mm. eventually get there. If you like Ready Player One, you'll like The Martian. They're not... Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but they feel similar to me. Both books that we've spoken about at length. At length. Yeah. So, and now we're just being repetitive. Yeah. Um, I mentioned this book before too, but it's specifically good in audiobook is World War Z. Please get, well, I, wow, that's the first time I said it unironically. World War Z. <laughs> I'm becoming Singaporean. You're becoming part of the Commonwealth. Oh God, I love the Queen. <laughs> She's 94 years old. Yeah. World War Z is amazing. Um, if you've seen the movie, oh, it's a piece of trash, but the book is super good. Um, here's a new one that I think I'll rec- I've never recommended before. This book came out, I think, in 2003 or four. It's by an author named Christopher Moore, who is just chuckles of fun. He's very lovely. Um, but his book is called, uh, let me get this right. It's called Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff, Christ's Childhood Pal, something like that. Mm-hmm. And if that title doesn't get you already, then I don't know what to tell you. So it's like an alternative history Bible kind of thing? Yeah. The idea ah. is that, you know, like in the Bible, like Jesus is a baby yeah. and he's 12 and yeah. then he disappears and he's come back when he's like mid early 30s. Yeah. So this book is about what happens in the intervening time. <laughs> and it's very like, it, it walks this amazing line, which is which is throughout all of Christopher Moore's work, is that it walks this amazing line of being silly, but having deep thoughts and making sense. Mm. Like, like it'll, it'll talk about how like Jesus got his philosophies from the East. Like he took this part, it, like what part of the book we'll talk about. He, ooh, he took, he took as he traveled. Right. Cause the, the main concept of the book is that he's trying to find the wise men that were there at his birth to like right. learn from them. Right? Right, right. These two are, and Biff's a total idiot and, a, and like a womanizer and, and fucks around and stuff. But anyway, so Jesus, they talked about how Jesus got philosophies from Hinduism and Buddhism, which is, you know, if you look into it, it's yeah. quite true, yeah. but it also talks about, 
just like Jesus got drunk one time and de- and love fell in love with a bunny and declared that every time you <laughs> want to celebrate me celebrate bunnies they also talked about how they were traveling through turkey and they tried this dirty water and they mixed it with goat milk and they invented lattes they also talked about how like when jesus was um in a in a in a buddhist monk he learned kung fu but then he didn't want to hurt people so he they developed a martial art where they would use someone's body weight against them and defend themselves and because jesus was jewish they called it judo like if that tickles your funny bone this is 100% the book for you it's it's a really good book right Uh, so I would recommend getting that so Lamb uh, the Gospel according to Biff I think that's the title is one I definitely recommend I'm curious I'm definitely it's great it's such a good book I haven't read like a fiction book in a very long time you should think. I think the last fiction book I ever read was probably Ready Player One Everything I've wow, read, really? yeah, no, seriously, everything I've, or maybe The Martian, like way back then when we did it. So one of these, one of those two, one of those, yeah, yeah, yeah. because like ever since then, every book I've read has been like, like uh, some work of nonfiction or some kind of essay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I also jumped on, um, because uh, I was curious too. I was looking for good fiction books to read, mm-hmm. and like if you search like uh, top books of the century, blah blah blah, I, there's a pretty good uh, BuzzFeed article, mm-hmm. I assume, yeah. that puts a lot of like, g- put a lot of good stuff on there. I downloaded them to my book, so. Right. Yeah, maybe I'll read some fiction. We can have some more recommendations because reading is good for you. Reading is good for you. I can definitely use a lot more of it because my attention span has been uh, horribly affected by the, the the current times that we live in because every time I try to read a book I feel the struggle I mm. feel the struggle I feel that struggle I feel that pull towards like oh, my oh, brain is not satisfied <laughs> like, dude you know what helps me what? Um, I don't know if it helps you at all is like while I read I listen to music no I, no that kills no 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 not, but music without lyrics I, I get you so even like the ambient shit it doesn't help for you because mm. dude if I want to get in the zone I just go to YouTube go to Ambient World shout out and I play like any of his music that he's done or she I'm I've, sexist <laughs> I've tried I've tried it before and I would always like pick music that fit the theme or whatever yeah. but it would just distract me okay. to high hell but let me re- I mean you've heard of the stuff I've listened to but let me recommend to people so there's a YouTube channel called Ambient Worlds where he'll take the soundtrack from Game of Thrones um a lot of it is from the, the, the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, and he'll kind of just make a loop mm-hmm. of like some of the most droney parts. Yeah. So it's not like it's not it doesn't take you out of the world. It's just kind of just like it's the idea is it's ambient world, so it puts you in the mood, right? My yeah. favorite is Winterfell. Winterfell's so good. And then he puts in like for for example, for the Winterfell one, he'll put like wind sound effects like in a calming way. Right. Or if he'll do like Harry Potter stuff and you're like in the Gryffindor common room, he'll put like fire crackling and it's just very relaxing and it makes it very good to read that and to study sh- and to that, work. That stuff makes me fall asleep. Sleep? Yeah. yeah. Like, like a lot I, of stuff does. <laughs> I, I yeah. I, I I use that stuff to like if I, if my brain is working overtime, I turn that stuff on to go to sleep. Yeah. Or like the ocean or something I, I, like that. But for me, what it helps, because that's why I thought it would help you, is that like there's a portion of my brain that I know that I'm using to concentrate, but there's a portion of my brain that wants to, exactly what you said, it's like, it's like distracted. And for some reason that the music either entertains that or calms it down or something. And then mm. before I know it, it's like, oh shit, two hours have passed. That's great. That's awesome. I know because the track ends and I know the track <laughs> is like two hours. Right. Because yeah. I always just find myself in a place where like I have read six pages, but I was thinking about something yeah. else entirely. Totally, totally. And then I'm like, fuck, I gotta go. I, what were these words that I just read? And like, where did they go? Yeah. <laughs> that is a weird thing that like, it's, it's just like in through the eyes and out through the fucking, your ADD brain. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like thing. I will register none of it. And then it's like, wow, my, my, like I, 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 I've, 
that's probably a sign that I've become dumber because <laughs> I can't so. no because I, I can't imagine that like or at least like my brain chemistry has altered significantly because mm-hmm. I can't imagine that like 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 the scholars and mathematicians have that same problem yeah or, but they never had the internet oh you mean present day scholars yes <laughs> All scholars and mathematicians. You said that I'm like, I just pictured a Greek dude. (laughs) They're all old wizards. Everyone's just stupid nowadays. None of those people exist. Oh, I fell down a weird rabbit hole the other day of math. Oh, go for it. Like, I was, because part of. What I, what I find fun is like is doing trivia and stuff. Like I watch trivia shows. Like you know, Jimmy Carr has a cool trivia thing. Mm-hmm. There's a thing from the UK. I forgot what it's called. It's like something like college or university trivia. Mm-hmm. Basically, they take the smartest kids, like 20 years old, 22 max. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, Nathan, the questions they ask, I'm like, how the fuck does anyone know this? Like some some confusing ass shit. But anyway. Like they, math problems, or math, like? no, like g- general knowledge, like very, like I, I wish I could give you a, like I, I, they're so complex and so like, like what is the width of uh, the third ring of Saturn? That nope, I mean Saturn has, <laughs> yeah, Saturn has rings, <laughs> no, but, but they like, have thousands of rings. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but I get, but uh, it's like uh, no, but it's like really like obscure, obscure, like deep knowledge. Like they'll be like they'll play. Okay, there was one where it's like. They'll play music and they'll ask you for the composer, mm. like classical music. They ask you for the composer and which piece it was, right? And they'll get it within three seconds. And then there's like, I don't know, I couldn't tell you what Shostakovich sounds like. Yeah, but these dudes will be like Beethoven's third or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's the level we're talking about. But anyway, one of the questions had to do with math, and they talk about this thing that sounded very enticing. Have you ever heard of Fermat's Last Theorem? Oh yes, I don't know, I can't recall what it is, but why do I know that? I, it's, name? A, it's a very famous thing, right? It's like. Uh, it's like um, uh, in an, it's easy to describe, but it's very complex to understand. The idea is that like you know Pythagorean theorem, right? Uh-huh. It's like a squared plus b squared equals the c squared. Thing. Yeah, and the thing with Pythagoras is that you can get a lot of whole numbers. Like it can be like I don't know, I couldn't think of one on top of my head, but like uh, I think it's like something like five, three, six, five, or whatever. But anyway, Fermat's theorem was the idea that like if you do a number above two, like to the second, third power, fourth power, all the way to a million, you can't get any whole numbers. Mm. That's the and then the, his theorem was that there's a way to prove there's a mathematical proof that shows that that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Already, people are are dying from boredom listening to us. But I spent like three hours trying understanding trying to understand this whole no. idea, literally of like what is a ma- what is a proof? Yeah, no, no, like this <laughs> is why like Mott and what are numbers? Even? This is I'm remembering now why I know that it's from the play proof. <laughs> ah, yes, that yeah. makes sense. Um, as I'm remembering why I think they bring his name up at some point in the yeah. play. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. Do you like mathemat ma- mathematics? Ma- ma- how do I? I forgot where the emphasis for that word is. Mathematics. Math- 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 mathematics. Uh, yeah, I almost said mathematics. Um, <laughs> That's probably how the Greeks said it. Uh, mathematics is endlessly fascinating, and there's a reason why it's still. I mean, I, I remember when I was younger, I used to be like, "Why do people still like major in that it's shit?" Right? Haven't they discovered? What the everything? fuck is a mathematician? Yeah, like, haven't they discovered like? How, every which way you can use a number. I mean, look at this phone. It's the result of numbers moving around, and then exactly. eventually this became came to be. Yeah, um, ones and zeros, and now I have an iPhone. But like the same way, how innovation never ends. Like math, math gave us dick pics, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. The same, the same way, way how innovation innovation never ends. Like math, I can imagine is it, it, it's just this infinite concept, right? Yeah. Like you have so you have 
like hundreds of people around the world trying to solve these impossible theories or trying to debunk like existing theories to try to prove their own theorem. Like it's an insane world. It's so fucking fascinating. And there's so much to it. There's a lot. I, I know I, so I, little about it and there's so much to it. That's what it, that's fascinating. I've, I've gone on a few deep dives into that world before via Vsauce. Mm. Um, but like definitely not deep enough to have a deep understanding of it, but enough to have like this fascination and respect for the people in that field because it's like you you are just trying to constantly challenge the boundaries of the world mm-hmm. where we just kind of stay within it yeah because like like you know I, younger me thought that math was done <laughs> me too <laughs> apparently not There's like so when, much when you get to the point where numbers become letters i'm just like well, I, I i checked out when numbers became imaginary <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> that was, already. That was when I was like, no, nah, this is a bridge too that's, far. That's I, or is that E? I. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's a bridge too far. Like, it's, it's imaginary. Why do I need it? <laughs> like, yeah. There's fine. a cool video, which is actually kind of cool. It's like, uh, I'll link, I'll put it in the show notes. It's like, it's a YouTube, it's on YouTube. It's, it's called about like the most beautiful number in the world or something. And it's like this, this Chinese guy from Stanford talking about how like, right. If you take I and you put E, it becomes plus one equals zero or some shit. And it's like, it sounds stupid again when I describe it <laughs> and already I'm falling asleep. But I'm telling you, watch this video. It's it's fascinating. The most beautiful number in the world. Yeah. I, I think math is one of those things where like it, it, more so than any other subject, it really requires a passionate and very involved teacher because I think there is a way to teach math that is formulaic because mm. it is by nature a formulaic subject. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And like you will end up just having that perception of it, that math equals memorizing formulas equals getting results mm. from a question. Whereas I feel like people that dedicate their lives to math, that they saw the beauty of it very early on probably from good teachers i don't know where i'm going with this i just wish i was more into math i think yeah like Like, how far like okay my whole no one in my family is mathematically right or scientifically inclined like dude in university i took a class called math for people for math for liberal arts people Uh which i still contend was the most useful math class math for dummies it's like how to how to understand like percentages and like how to get like like how does probability work and chance and stuff like that? And this is the highest level math I ever got to. Right. I never did pre-calculus. I didn't never do calculus up until three years ago. Three years ago, I didn't even know what the fuck calculus was. Oh wow! Yeah, did you ever I, take calc? I took advanced math, man, or like they, we called it additional A math in in JC. Is that calculus? It's oh, we went beyond calculus, so I guess. Oh wow! Yeah, like we don't. But how can it's, you say you're not mathematically inclined and then you took calculus? It's not defined. We didn't define math that way i think you're going by the u.s system i don't know we didn't define math by like okay this is now we're doing algebra now we're doing calculus. it was more so like the chapters we did i hear what you're saying algebra then calculus then like like trig like that geometry and then like imaginary numbers and fucking irrational shit i i I, I can't remember that's dude i'm dude i i I stop at long division i just remember i I just remember (laughs) really I remember loving it. I remember really enjoying oh. it, but I did not have good teachers. They were That's doing the method of teaching the formulas, and Teach it really just became all about memorizing the formulas and drilling the formulas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When really I enjoyed the process of solving it. Yeah. I just wish that more passion was imbued into me at the time. Ah. Because for a while I was like, oh my God, I'm like the only person in this family that's like doing well in math. And then like, <laughs> then it went away. As the math got harder. You, you know what class you probably would have enjoyed then is a philosophy class called uh, Logic. 
it's like math, but instead of like numbers, it's all symbols. It's all, but then it's like you use it's all word problems and stuff. Right? Is like if if uh yeah, it's like that is if rectangle if all squares are rectangles are all rectangle squares that kind of shit. Uh huh. Like if if no, they're not. Yeah, exactly. But like, <laughs> but I mean, like you would break that down in a mathematical lo- looking formula. Like, right, 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 right. Modus ponens and modus tones and all this shit. I really enjoyed it because I mean, if you break down music, music is math. Mm. Like music is essentially just like math and rearranging numbers and like having like really when it comes to like keys and yeah, all yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. it really does become math yeah. it's about like matching the equations and the numbers and if the equation matches chances are you'll get harmony dude god i will never understand key signatures i don't yeah. get it fcgd uh, yeah that whole thing GBD, yeah. here's my question nathan it, it, let's try to make it not super boring but yeah. like when they say like a song has a key change why does everything sound higher what <laughs> like if you're like oh here comes a key change okay so the key of a song is like you understand that, right? Sort of, kind of. It's it's the number of sharps and flats, so it's basically like it's like the it is the it is the bass note of the song. So the the key of a song, if it's in C, it is say, best defined. So the best way to define key, or the best way to understand what key is, yeah. is that if you play. So for example, you say this is in the key of C sharp, or uh-huh. this is in the key of F. Uh-huh. That means any point of the song when you play that note, it will sound like it belongs. belongs. Yeah. Um, and that's one specific note you mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And that is the only note that you can play and you can just pretty much play it throughout the entire song and just go ding, 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 ding. And if your key, song is in that key, yeah. that note will never sound off regardless okay. of where you are in the song. Okay. And, and that's pretty much it. That's the key. <laughs> so if you go, if you transpose it and go higher, then naturally the whole song goes higher. Okay. Yeah. Because you're you're doing it in a higher key, okay. And then every key is defined by the number of sharp. Why, why the fuck are we talking about this? What <laughs> every key is defined Matthew by a key num- talk with Nathan John. Every key is defined by a number of sharps and, and sharps. sharps. Yeah, yeah, sharps and sharps. Sharps it's, and flats. Yeah, is defined it. by a number of flats and sharps. So that way, do re mi yes means multiple things throughout different keys. Yes, it can be do re mi fa so or do re mi fa so. Like even though they are the same words, like they mean different things when, when put in different keys because every key has a different number of flats okay, and sharps. So let, let's let's we're, we're here so let's just do it. So like when you go from do to a re talk about a p- piano, right? So if mm-hmm. it's in a C it just goes to the white key, white key, white key, white key, white key, right? Not necessarily. In C major, in C major, right? In C major, yes. Yes. Cuz C major is the only one that has no flats or sharps. Exactly. So you're going up a whole step, right? Yes, a whole step? A whole step. So when you start including sharps and flats that's that you start half introducing step. half steps, right? Yes. So, for example, so the most simple, so if it's do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do, like, I assume I did that all one step jumps, right? I, I mean, know. out of tune, out of, shut up. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. Like, that was like, like, even if I tried to do that. You that, couldn't recreate it. It was so bad. No, no. It was just that you so went, weird. you transitioned from a minor to a major. Damn. Yeah, it's one I'm of those. Good. Yeah, no, it's not. A, I mean, you My, minor sound scary. Major sound ha- happy. Oh well, it's really just like, for example, a major scale is do re mi fa so la ti do, and a minor scale is do re mi fa so le te do. Right. Yeah. Anyway, my question makes no sense. Yeah. Okay, so how do we get? What the fuck were we talking about? Math. We were talking about Ready Player One. <laughs> uh, hate this show. <laughs> hate this segment. The segment is the worst. Is this any? We're not even in a segment, are we? Not. I thought we were. I thought we were doing um, a favorite thing. Favorite shapes. <laughs> 
circles. Uh, that's why I hate this segment. It, it's too tangent heavy. <laughs> I don't even remember. What was my favorite? Circle. I like circles. And I, I like parallelograms because it's fun to say parallelograms. I like circles. <laughs> and then we fucking go off into like flats and sharps. Um, but I mean, I guess that's what you're here for, isn't it? Isn't that, ain't that right, listener? Uh, but thank you, uh, Ying, for that lovely message. It was cool to take a nice little walk down memory lane. Yeah. Uh, he'll, and, then, he'll also, and then a hellish path down tangent square. <laughs> he or she, they, uh, then posted, uh, oh yeah, John, by the way, I got goosebumps when I listened to episode seven because you were saying that your favorite uh, board game is Pandemic. And that's exactly like what we're going through now. <laughs> that thought has not escaped me, my friend. How? Wh- why haven't we played Pandemic yet? Why, why the hell are you constantly playing Settlers of Catan? Because Settlers, there's five of us in this house, and you're constantly in here, so we need to play a good four-person game, which is Settlers of Catan. Well, no, I'm in here because you're playing a four-person game. Oh, fuck, chicken and egg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a four-person game, and not one that I enjoy very much. I personally find Catan to be... The, I find base set Catan with no expansion. Van- Vanilla Catan. Vanilla Catan to be kind of dull after like three games. Yeah, to be fair, but we're introducing it to our two roommates who have never played it before. So, but already uh, I'm like, I need to get an expansion. I yeah. need to get it now. I don't, I don't love Catan. Like, I love Catan. Even the vanilla one I actually quite like. I don't know, man. I've, I've always just found it to be really boring because there's only four people. Yeah. And there can only be one winner. Yeah. And usually by the fourth or fifth turn, like... I you know who's going to win. Is that what you're going to say? Kind of. Not, for, not with our arguments have been pretty competitive, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> or I think I just become also, less and less invested over fair. time. Yeah. I also feel like Catan's pretty unhealthy for my relationship because Rachel and I have like equally skills and we basically, in, if we were tracking who wins and loses, it's, oh. like, it's equally split between me and Rachel. So it gets yeah. very competitive. Yeah. That's another thing. It's it very toxic. That's another reason why I don't fully enjoy playing with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you and Rachel get to points of like i don't know i don't want to be here for like this moment we get <laughs> so hyper competitive yes yeah and we get very toxic and we get mean john and rachel are, are are both very individually competitive oh yeah i am i'm competitive selectively <laughs> yeah that's the thing is i've always been competitive but I, it's with it's it's only with rachel i i think that i get really toxic <laughs> Because no, I will vouch for her and say that there have been moments that we've played games, and I'm like, John, <laughs> that's fair. Like, it's a fucking game. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. But you know, it's it's not a bad quality to have the like, com- competitiveness, as long as you channel it in healthy ways, which I need to focus on doing. <laughs> to be fair, I just hate losing. Jump cut to a breakup. I hate losing over her. Catan. I hate losing to Rachel. I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> You said you would give me what? <laughs> it's really bad. And then she proceeds to not give you any. Hey. Hey, yo. I have to give her some. But like, uh, yeah, I mean, it makes sense to play Pandemic. It's a cooperative game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's also just like, why not? Uh, don't we have like three different expansions? Yeah, which the, which is another thing. I'm like, they're all mixed together. So I'm like, fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> I just want to learn how to play it. I've only played it once and I can't remember how to play it. Oh, yeah. I feel like now it's it. the best time. Yeah, yeah, we can play it. Yeah. We can play it. Uh, and we'll probably play it in a way where like I don't play. Like you guys play and I'll kind of like coach. Because like the problem with that, these kind of games is that it's very easy to get like a captain who mm-hmm. just makes the decisions for everyone. Right. Where it's supposed to be a collaborative effort. Understood. But Pandemic Understood. is such a great game. Got it. Um, Yeah. Jeez. More board games then. Yeah. What the fuck's going on with Kim Jong-un? What's okay. that dude up to? All right. Here is my 
hot take. Yeah, because, I mean, basically where we were last week when we recorded the episode is still where we are. No one knows what his deal is. Here's my hot take on what's happened with Kim Jong-un. I think he underwent surgery. Yeah, I think that's pretty much undeniable at this point. He underwent surgery to become an immortal cyborg dictator. Ooh, sharp veer. Okay, cool. And all of this has been perfectly timed with the pandemic, which at the unveiling of his new cyborg body, yeah, immortal cyborg body, he is also going to unveil that he is solely responsible for this pandemic. Right. And with that one-two punch, he is then going to take over the world while it is at its weakest. Mm. Because right now, the whole world, the economy is on its knees. Everything is just broken and fallen apart. So what better time for a insular country full of secrets, full of, you know, just scheming yeah. and uh, uh, chicanery? Indeed. Like, what better time to rise but now? Well, you know, if anyone can stop cyborg, immortal Kim Jong-un, you know who it is, Nathan? Who? Obviously, it's Siri and Captain Ree from Crash Landing on You. <laughs> like, they can take him down with their love and their just ability and their know-how. I would watch that. Crash Landing on Two, on You, Season 2. <laughs> Crash, Crash Landing, landing on, on two. Season 2. <laughs> Featuring Ree Ree. <laughs> What's his name? Ree? Yeah, Captain Ree. Captain Ri and Siri, so Team Riri. So it's like, hello Siri, tell me how to stop uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah. That was my terrible. It'll be hashtag Team Riri versus Kim Jong-un, and I am all for it. You gotta watch that show. If you haven't watched Cash Landing on You, you guys, it's the best. Okay. And on that note, um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope we made your day a little bit brighter. Um, hey, who knows? Maybe this episode leads one of you guys to becoming theoretical mathematicians or whatever the fuck. Oh my gosh. Or a shape. Or you just become a shape. Array math. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Until then, stay safe, y'all. Uh, that was Nathan. I'm John. Thanks, Thanks for, for the hang. hang. We nailed that one. That was so good. Yeah, timed it. Yeah. What a place to be. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang. What a good way, what a good sign, what a good thing. It's a good day for a good time with a good hang.